The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome to the program. Happy Monday night. We're back on. Dr. Lori still away. She's going to be back with you guys live on Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, we're going to have a repeat of Trouble Tuesday. If you don't know my voice, my name is Paris. I fill in for Dr. Lori when she is away. And um, when she's away, I like to remind everyone that I'm not a doctor. I am not a licensed professional to give any source of uh, relationship or life or sexual advice. So then what happens is that I bring in the experts. And tonight, the experts in studio with me are millennials. And they're experts on being millennials. And that's why we're having the millennial panel. So every month, if you're familiar with Dr. Lori's programming, we have the Boys Club, which is a group of guys who are discussing topics related to love, relationships, and sexuality. Then we have the Passion You, which is the ladies who take over. And then once a month, we want the millennial take. And tonight we've got some really amazing Montrealers from all sorts of backgrounds, which is going to make for a really interesting conversation. We've got Amanda Vincelli. She is an engineer. She's a change manager. We're going to find out what change management means. Uh, she's actually working on the electric train project here. You can connect with her at Amanda underscore Vincelli on Instagram. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I feel like you're shy <laughs> and you're quiet. If you guys could see the behind the scenes. She's, she's all red. Yeah, she's smiling. So we're going to ease you into it. It's going to be a fun show. We've got Shanna Robert Saleh. She's a director. She's an actress. She's a creator of the multiple award-winning web series called Mistakes Were Made. Uh, you can visit it at mistakeswermade.tv. On Facebook and Instagram, it's at MWM series. And she just finished working with... Tell us who you just finished working well, with. I just finished working on a movie with Roland Emmerich, which was a fantastic experience on his uh, upcoming movie. It's called Midway. It's a World War II epic. So that was quite fun. What did you do in the film? Um, I was an assistant director, so I worked <sighs> quite closely with him. Yeah, I was sort of next to him at all times. Helping Congra him out. Yeah, it was really fun. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah. And then we have Steve Daniels. He is a vlogger. He is a blogger. You can find him at stevedaniel.ca. Honestly, if you guys want advice on how to handle your social media or your web presence, that is the website to be visiting. And if you like to eat... If you need to eat, <laughs> you need to be following his account at I am Steve Daniel, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This guy knows where to have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks in this city. Yeah, and drinks. Don't and forget drinks. drinks. I really want hot chocolate. Like, I've been craving good hot chocolate, like really good hot chocolate. Well, Do you know where to find good hot chocolate? Yeah, I got you. Okay, got perfect. You. If you guys know where to find good hot chocolate in Montreal or you want to join in our conversation at any point in time, you can text us at 514-800. The number to call us is 514-790-0800. We already have a question that came in, <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a minute. First up, I want to talk about Janu Harry. Have you guys heard of Janu Harry? No. Okay. Nope. So you guys have heard of the Movember Challenge? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. November is when the guys grow out mustaches and beards in the month mm-hmm. of uh, November to raise awareness for prostate cancer. It's heinous and fascinating all at once. Okay. So let's see what you guys think of <laughs> January. I'm going to give you guys a bit of background. This is actually pulled from PerezHilton.com. I like the way he explained it on his website, but it's been covered all over the place. So it's basically January is the new challenge uh, that, you know, women boycott shaving for the month of January to embrace their natural body hair. So it encouraged ladies to grow out their hair to raise awareness of some societal demands designed to make women feel disgusted with their bodies and therefore more prone to self-esteem issues, with, which can sometimes snowball into comparing and competing with other women in a sick cycle of keeping women down and detached from their own power. This new movement was started by UK drama student Laura Jackson. She got the idea after realizing how liberated she felt when she grew out her body hair for a row. In a post on January's official statement, she revealed that not shaving after the performance really opened her eyes to the taboo of body hair on a woman. She says, quote, after a few weeks of getting used to it, I started to like my natural hair. I also started to like the lack of uncomfortable episodes of shaving. So while Jackson decided she liked her, you know, au naturel look, uh, her peers weren't understanding and she decided to put her frustrations into action and that's how January came to be and basically she's realized that despite being comfortable a lot of other people aren't comfortable about it so it's been posted Pierce Morgan if you're familiar with him he's a British media personality he's been on multiple shows as a judge he says quote surely even in these divisive times we can all unite on one thing January is lazy and revolting so I wanted your take is it lazy? Is it revolting? Is this necessary to bring about, you know, again, women's rights issues? And, you know, is it hygiene versus protest? Like, what levels is this taking for you? And if you guys want to share your take on it, text us at 514-800. Shana, I'm going to start with you. Well, first of all, I'd like to say I find Piers Morgan lazy and revolting, but that's a different mm, topic. <laughs> um, I think to each their own. I, I think, you know, if it makes you feel powerful, more power to you. I personally haven't uh, participated in January, and I don't know that I'd feel like I need to take a stance either way. I just kind of go with however I feel at the moment, but most of the time I follow societal norms when it comes to shaving. <laughs> we have somebody who just texted saying, if she wants to look like a baboon, go ahead in the jungle. Disgusting. It's interesting that they say that, but men go around not shaving their underarm. Yeah. Is it the same thing? Is it hygiene it's and scent? It's, it's not? not the same thing. Okay, tell all us. All your body hair, so your arm, your legs, your mustache, all that. <laughs> Should go on a woman? Um, I mean, for me, like like you said, right, to each their own, but I'll be honest with you, like I just won't get attracted. I just won't get attracted because, like, I understand you're trying to make a statement, trying to take a stance, but there's other ways to do it. But to eat your own, and I respect that. But for me, mm, not attracted. Somebody else texted saying, if the women growing their hair start becoming more stinky, then yes, it would bother me. What do you think, Amanda? I don't know. I'm listening to both sides, and I'm, I agree to each their own. But, I mean, if somebody wants to try it, just to try it, to see... How it would feel like I personally have never grown out my hair, so I don't even know how I would I would feel. Or Let's react. say you're at a summer festival and a girl is wearing very short shorts or a mini skirt, like looking really cute. But then you notice that her legs are 
unshaven completely or her underarms. I mean, Lourdes, Madonna's daughter did it a few years ago where she's constantly like showing her underarms. Madonna was showing her underarms unshaven. It's like a thing now. So you think to each their own? Yeah. I mean, if you feel comfortable yeah. not shaving, yeah, true. why not? So if your girlfriend was doing that, you wouldn't, it wouldn't bother you? No, not at all. Okay. I, I just assume, assume the decision. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I would definitely find it like a little bit jarring, but that's just because it's not, it's not the norm. Exactly. It's exactly. not something we're used to, but I definitely wouldn't be horrified by it or disgusted. Like I said, to each their own and to people that have like these very like strong feelings about it, especially men, it's kind of like, well, you know, you do you. Okay. Let, let them do them. Exactly. All right. Well, the opinion in the studio is John U. Harry to each their own. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. Tonight, we have the millennial panel discussing issues relating to love, sex, and relationship. And coming up, we're going to talk about breakup. <laughs> Your relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the program. Amanda was just checking her underarms to see if she shaved. <laughs> if you're just joining us, this is the millennial panel on Passion. Dr. Lori is away. She's going to be back with you on Wednesday night. Actually, she's going to be back with you tomorrow night for a replay of Trouble Tuesday, answering all your questions. But right now, my name is Paris. Actually, not just right now. My name is Paris all the time. <laughs> right now, though, it's a millennial panel. I've got Amanda Vincelli in studio with me, Steve Daniel, and Shana Roberts. LA. Do you use the entire, are you like Sarah I Jessica do. Carter? Yeah. Awesome. So I'm Both saying names. it right. You are. Uh, so we've been talking about Harry, which is a movement that started by a um, Ameri- uh, sorry, a British drama student. Her name is Laura Jackson. She uh, stopped shaving for a role, and then she decided to maintain that to to just not shave and she realized that a lot of people were having bad reactions to her and so she decided to start a movement called January to raise awareness of some societal demands designed um basically to make women feel disgusted with their bodies and you know their body hairs and so in studio we kind of let it be at you know, let it go and to each their own. And our listeners who are always panelists on the show have continued the conversation and you guys have a lot to say. Uh, somebody said, I find it gross when you see hair poking out. Uh, somebody else says, I shave my armpits. I shave my testicles and I trim everywhere else. If a woman wants to have a hairy um, private part, I do not mind at all. Somebody says roses are red, violets are blue, shave those pits or we are through. <laughs> Somebody else said, I That's shaved good. this That's morning lovely. after two weeks for my own comfort because I've been forgetting. I never considered shaving part of society, social norm. I shave when I finally get around to it. Perhaps being blonde helps. It doesn't show as much. And um, yeah, I think there's and then Amanda was like, I go all winter. But you're Sometimes. fairer. You're yeah. fairer. Yeah. So it works but like out. when I get it, like the caller said or like the texter said. When you get around to it, or if I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt, or if I have mm-hmm. a an event and I have a dress, I'm wearing a dress, then 
Okay, we have a, a story here. It says, I'm a hairy woman and dark, and it's growing as we speak. But seriously, it's okay for a man not to shave his face, yet women have to shave their entire body to look prepubescent. But my birthday is in the end of the month, so I will shave then. It probably defeats the purpose, but in the winter, I hardly wear bare legs. I live alone, and men don't chase after me when I'm wearing a big winter coat and such, so I don't shave unless I'm planning sexual relations <laughs> i have french ancestry and i say look at france and liberal it is and it's not a faux pas true. and mm. the men don't seem to mind that's, that's fair. true that's fair that's I like fair thinking that's absolutely really okay so i wanted to share a breakup study with you guys it was published in the journal of personality and social psychology uh back in november and I wanted to know if you've done this. And our listeners, I want you guys to tell me if you've done this too. 514-800 to text us. It says, research on close relationships has thus far focused on self-interested reasons why people choose to stay in their relationship versus to leave. However, a growing body of research on decision-making and pro-sociality shows that when people make decisions that impact others, they take those others' feelings and perspectives into consideration. In the present research, we tested the prediction that people may stay make stay leave decisions pro-socially such that consideration for the romantic partner's feelings can discourage people from ending their relationships in study one a total of 1300 participants in romantic relationships were tracked over a 10-week period study number two was pre-registered replication and extended of study one in which 500 participants contemplating a breakup were followed for a two-month period both studies showed that the more dependent people believed their partner was on the relationship, the less likely they were to initiate a breakup. Uh, Samantha Joel is one of the people who did this research. She says when people perceived that the partner was highly committed to the relationship, they were less likely to initiate the breakup. This is true even for people who weren't really committed to the relationship themselves or who were personally unsatisfied with the relationship. Generally, we don't want to hurt our partners and we care about what they want. Is that how you guys feel like your relationships have reflected over the years? And there's dead silence. Shana? <laughs> <laughs> have um, you done that? Have you not broken up with someone because you were worried about them? Yes. I did drive them away in every way possible so that they would inevitably break up with me at which point I was heartbroken but um yeah no definitely I think that uh you need to have some sort of courage and it's difficult to break up with someone even if you don't necessarily want to be with them anymore mm -hmm. um and it's a lot easier to just sit there and sort of wait until, until the inevitable end comes you know how long have you extended it mm, uh should have happened maybe six months before it did. Okay. Amanda, yeah. have you ever done that? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about my past relationship. I would say even like not only the feelings of the other person, but the feelings of the family. And if you're mm. close yeah. and the, you That's know, the true. siblings and the parents and yeah, definitely like a good six months to a year, you start contemplating, you start looking, you start, you know, pros and cons and yeah. And especially if you have a dependency you know, financially, a uh, living situation. Steve, have you ever done that? Maybe. Okay. So, does <laughs> I mean, I just That's got off yes. of like That's a, a firm I yes. just got off from like a seven year and a half relationship, right? So, yes. So, maybe not this one. I mean, 
I didn't wait that long for this one, but I feel like even before that, sometimes there's so much to take into consideration, like you said, right? Like you both attach, you have your like your routine and all that. And even sometimes you're breaking up with someone, it's not because you hate them. It might just because you you're not attracted anymore or it's done. So what you want to do, you know, it's like okay, I need to break up, but you don't want to like destroy their feeling if you feel like they're dependable of that relationship. But if you also live together and all your stuff are in the same place, yeah, you can't just be like I'm out. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, you know. So this is this when I'm reading this research sheet, you're like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I know my friends does that, so it makes sense. I I don't think it's necessarily the healthiest way, mm-hmm. but I think that it's the m- most human slash common way of dealing with it. Like, you also don't want to break up with someone. It you have to face the fact that you're ready to break up with them before you actually do, and that can be like a very long process. You can be ready to break yeah. up with someone, but not actually do it for another long time and yeah. i don't know if it's like women versus men but i feel like women maybe wait longer i think men too wait because yeah. i mean we think about it and sometimes like oh man i feel like breaking up but sometimes like oh is it like just for the moment mm. like let me wait let yeah. me wait to see if i still feel like this next week or in two weeks yeah, or give a second chance third chance fourth yeah. chance yeah there is a an, another part of this where they, the researchers go on to say, previous research has shown that the amount of time, resources, and emotion invested in a relationship can be factors in deciding to end a, a, a romantic relationship. Reasons which are all self-interest based. So part of the reasons for extending, it's like, look, I've put so much into it. I'm going to tough it out. Whereas this is a pro-social result that says, you know what? Like, yeah, I've given a lot, but I don't want to hurt them. So I'm going to stick around. Somebody just texted in saying, oh, that should work. Let's date again together and start hating each other have affairs or drown our misery in alcohol and drugs works every time so i'm, I'm kind of sensing the passive aggressive <laughs> of this yeah. text but i don't think that's what was meant this this study uh that was um published in the journal of personality and social psychology back in november uh one of the lead researchers is samantha joel and she's explaining that it's about being considerate of the other person's feelings and what i'm finding here like we well, want to save face Right. You don't but mm-hmm. not only that. You don't want to be the bad person. Exactly. And so I'm wondering, there's not the, a second part to this study. I mean, there's a clash of should I stay or should I go? Yeah. But how does that affect the person? So let's say you are the person who wants to break up and you know that it's time to time to end the relationship, but you don't. And you extend it for six months to a year. How much hurt and pain are you incurring in that time period? And how much baggage is that adding on to the baggage you're already carrying in the relationship? That's what I'd be curious to know. And actually, um, I had a friend, he had this saying that said, never break up, make the other person break up. So even when you feel like breaking up, yeah, that's like that's like one of I the tips. I, I, I just away. made a face. That, that was like the tips I got when I was in high school. It's like, Steve, you never break up. You let the other person break up. So that's why when you're like, man, I feel like breaking up, it's like self-damage, you know? It's just bad. So I feel like if you feel like breaking up, just do it now, you know? But regardless if you're the one breaking up or getting broken up with, you're still heartbroken at the end of that's it. Because true. it was still time exactly. spent. It was still memories. It was still stuff. It was still, you know... You've yeah. shared a life. I feel like there's a lot more responsibility when you're the one breaking up. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you're broken up with, then it's kind of like, well, inevitably this was going to happen. You don't feel like you have the same amount of control. And when you break up with someone, you have the responsibility of, oh, did I make a mistake? Will I regret this? Will I still love them? Can we overcome this? Blah, blah, blah. So stay much friends. stress. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. Do you stay friends with your ex? <laughs> Sorry, I know that's not part of the question. No, but, but do you stay friends with your ex? Yeah. Sometimes. Depends. Amanda's yeah, looking depends. at me like, no. eh. Depends. Like acquaintance. What about you, Paris? 
Uh, it depends. It yeah. depends on what the circumstances are and yeah. how you're both like there's just the maturity level. I think mm. how it ends, how it ends will will determine. Uh, I mean, even friendships, sometimes friendships end and you can't be social with them. And sometimes you can be social with them. True. Yeah. Um, it just depends on, on the other individual's behavior because you can be as civil as you like. But if the other person's going to hold the grudge, true. I find it or give you it, negative energy. True. Or, I think that's the basis. Somebody just said, life is short. Do you want to be miserable or happy? No regrets. Let me think about that for a sec. Happy. Happy. (laughs) Right? Good answer. Good answer. The price is right. And you also want other people um, to be happy and you want to be considerate of them. So that's where this whole ambivalence came in. So I think we're like very mature in this room and just realizing our own behaviors. We've been talking about a breakup study, but coming up, uh, I want to talk about how long you should wait before you post about a new relationship. If ever, if ever on social media, (laughs) do you post about social relationships? Do you post about relationships on social media? How long do you wait? Do you care what other people say? Are you posting because you want to like show off? To rub it in your partner's face or just to get validation from your loved one. There's so many reasons why we do it. A post is no longer just a post. You're listening to Passion. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Straight talk that's all inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Welcome back to the program. My name is Paris. I'm filling in for Dr. Lori while she's away. And I've got a uh, studio full of dancing millennials. It is the millennial panel tonight. I wish I wish we were still doing Facebook Live so you could see be- the behind the scenes. Uh, they're beautiful Montrealers who also happen to be very, very smart, very talented, and extremely diverse. So we've got Steve Daniel, who's a vlogger and blogger, who's got amazing uh, social media presence not just because he's posting selfies but actually because <laughs> he's sharing no because a lot of people have really cool handles because of cool images they're posting and beautiful photographs model shots things like that but Steve actually shares with you things that are going on not just in Montreal but in the you know in and around the city in Toronto in Quebec City uh, restaurants new club openings events so if you really want to be connected to what's going on and, and you're hearing about things the next day or two days later follow steve's account and you'll know what's happening when it's happening and you'll also and you'll also find out like the really good restaurants to eat at not just him saying this is a good restaurant he actually shares the food he shares the plate and gives you really awesome behind the scenes so if you want to connect with him it's at i am steve daniel or you can find him at stevedaniel.ca and if you go to his website he shares tips and tricks behind the scenes stuff on how to grow your channels, uh, your platforms, and, you know, gives you advice on the kind of content. Thank to you. Is wow. that accurate? Wow. What do? Like right there, like right away, hundred percent. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks to you. Absolutely. We've got Amanda Vincelli. I actually met Amanda uh, at an event a couple months ago. It was actually at a restaurant opening and I started speaking with her and I find out she's an engineer who's now doing an MBA 
No, a master's. Just a master's. Just, just no, a just master's. quote unquote, just, just a man- master's. master's in engineering. She's working on the electric train project here in Montreal. Uh, you can connect with her at Amanda underscore Vincelli. And up until then, I have a lot of engineers in my family, and they're very like straightforward and very. I don't know, very intellectual in that sense, like not creative at all and not as social as somebody who's maybe in the social scene. And I, f- mm-hmm. I was so surprised to hear that that's what you did. Mm-hmm. So you strike a balance between both. Yeah. And you go to social events and you still yep. do the important things. With my sister. What's what's a change manager, by the way? Usually on construction projects, there isn't a full division dedicated to change. But because it's such a big project and because... There's a lot of different piece, moving pieces. Uh, we're actually a team that manages the changes that come from the client. Like if they want to change to the contract or if we want to change something to the, like in the contract, mm-hmm. uh, then there's also like you know, back charges, extras, Good Lord. just yeah, quant- scope growth, like a bunch of different, just basically when we bid the project, it's X and now we're trying to to Stay manage, true. manage the what's other than wonderful yeah. well thank you for being here with us thank talking you. about love and relationships and hairiness and breakups <laughs> <laughs> which is not at all what you do during the day but no, it's great but to I get your opinion on it and then we have shana robert Saleh. she's a director she's an actress she's a creator of the multiple award-winning web series mistakes were made uh facebook and instagram at mwm series you can find them at mistakeswermade.tv and tell us about who you just worked with yeah i just finished working on this really cool movie called midway that's uh coming out i think in 2020 uh with uh directed by roland emmerich who also did independence day 2012 and the day after tomorrow as well as white house down um yeah he's a very prolific director very uh action-minded although this was um a movie about world war ii and uh, the battle of midway so it was uh focused on history and a lot of guns and boats and ships and bombs exploding. It was really cool. Really fun to work on. It's really amazing that movies are being filmed in Montreal again. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. On a Roland large loves scale. coming here. He comes here basically for every movie that he makes. He amazing. loves it. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Us Thanks tonight. for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so we were talking about breakups before and breaking up out of or not breaking up out of consideration for somebody else's feelings. Somebody texted us saying, I'm impulsive and once after drinking and a long eventful weekend and lack of sleep, my ex who was never abrasive got snippy with me. And even though we reconciled the next morning, he was very cold. So when I left, I told him to let me know if I left anything at his place. He was surprised and said, oh, you're trying to break up with me. We decided to take a week break and he ultimately decided to break up saying that since I have student loans, which I have a payment plan for, that means I don't have good credit and he wants to buy a house, but he has bad credit and he blamed me for, for after the fight and he got into road rage, cut off a big rig and tried to open his door to punch him. Good riddance. We should all go with our gut feelings. Sounds like she's well rid of him. Mm. Sounds like a maniac. Yeah. So then we're going to talk about relationships and when (laughs) we want to post about them on social media. So I actually saw this um, posted on Bravo TV. Bravo TV is known for its, um, you know, drama shows based on reality TV, the the good housewives, you know, all Mm -hmm. those good shows that are in the 
realm of keeping up with the Kardashians, but based on these larger than life, quote unquote, real life personalities. And there's a lot of them based on relationships, families, things like that. And so there's an expert who was talking about, you know, how soon should you be talking about your relationships? And it's uh, Celeste Vichere, who's a licensed mental health uh, clinician. And she says that some people use social media to validate their relationship. But generally speaking, social media should never be a formal method used as a way to measure your relationship. So she says, quote, finding the right time to post about your relationship should really be a decision you make together with your partner. Though here, uh, there is no wrong or right time to put it up. If you decide to post about your partner, be mindful that you are putting your relationship on public display and opening it up to others' opinions. So before you make a decision, she has a list of things, questions to ask. But I feel I'm like, are you really opening yourself up to everyone's, you know, opinions or are you just really opening yourself up to likes and dislikes? I I feel like you're probably regardless of what you post, whether it's a relationship or otherwise, you're opening yourself up to like people looking at it Mm -hmm. and people like having opinions about it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But when it comes to a relationship, like, I feel like adding in that whole, like, let's discuss it and let's, like, set a time or, you know, a moment in our relationship when we're ready to do this. It just makes it so important when really it's not, nor should it be. It's not even, it's none of their business at the end of the day, yeah. I find sometimes people post on social, even if they're not, let's say you come out of a breakup, they'll post themselves with somebody else and kind of make it look like they're with someone. Sunday fun day. Yeah. Brunching. Up on Mount Royal. What? (laughs) With like their cousin or something. (laughs) Cute guy. New boyfriend? Question mark? No. They don't even answer the comments when you ask. Yeah. (laughs) Do people do that? Yes. Steve is laughing. I'm just laughing because I just find that funny. I see it all the time. But is it a healthy way to cope though? Like doesn't it? No, it's not. Doesn't it avoid having to answer all the questions? Because it makes you, I mean, we're, we've all talked about this multiple times on the show that social media is a highlight reel anyway. It's mm-hmm. not reality. So is there harm in pretending that you're doing well? You know, they say, quote unquote, fake it till you make it. Like, is there harm in really pretending to be better than you're actually feeling? I think it shouldn't be used as a validation. I mean, you're sad. It's okay to be sad. If you're if you're mourning or not like a relationship, take your time. You don't need to like po- overly post and you know. Well, the thing is, I feel go. people are trying to get attention, right? Yeah. Somebody yeah, just text, or... somebody just texted saying, "If you need to post info about your relationship on social media, then you are too immature to be involved in one of them. Time to grow up." However, if he's a serial killer, then you might want to pass that info on. Um, Hot tip. Then there's <laughs> somebody killer. else who says, "Social media has no place in relationships." Grow up, people. I'm going to get the millennials panel uh, opinions on this, but from a different angle, and I'm going to go over a few questions to ask before you start posting your personal life on social media you're listening to passion we're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m talking love sex and relationships it's sex out loud and you're welcome to listen in passion on cjad 800 sitting in tonight is paris mansouri welcome back to the program the uh behind the scenes offline 
conversation is oftentimes, like Dr. Lori says, so much more interesting. We wish you could join us throughout the whole thing, but we're going to continue the conversation this time with you guys involved. We've been talking about how long you should wait before you post about a new relationship on social media. If you're just joining us, it's the Millennial Panel. I've got Shana Roberts, Saleh in studio with me, Amanda Vincelli, and Steve Daniel. And um, basically... There, it's like there's no set answer, I feel like, for anyone about when you should post. But I was relaying an article that I was uh, re- I saw on Bravo TV, and there's a therapist by the name of Celeste Vicheri. And she says, um, before you make the decision of posting on social media, you should consider if you're doing it because you want everyone to know that you're a relationship. Number two... You should make sure that both parties are comfortable with it. Number three, are you going to be expected to continue posting about the relationship? And this is where she says it gets sticky. It's that even if you are in a mature adult relationship, you've been together, you've waited a while. Let's say you've waited six months or a year even before posting and, and being public with your partner. Then she says there's some, quote, there are some relationships where one partner may be more active on social media while the other doesn't post frequently. And the other partner choosing not to post on a regular basis should not define the strength of the relationship. Too many times I've seen relationships take a negative turn on one social media is involved before taking the plunge by posting about your relationship on social media, have an open conversation with your partner and don't feel pressured to say yes right away. If you're not ready, which is interesting because if one partner is constantly posting about their partner mm-hmm. and constantly highlighting and the other and, one doesn't yeah. even have social media or has social media and is active and is liking everyone's pictures and is posting other pictures, but doesn't post mm-hmm. at their partner that according to this expert will become a factor have you guys if not experienced it in your relationships have you seen it happen i've seen people post so many pictures of how happy they are and yet i know for a fact that they are not happy and that things are not going well but you know that's kind of social media it's like they're putting up a show or something yeah which is silly or like three months later they're broken up yeah and they have like the worst breakup ever yeah and then, like, and then you look at their past pictures and happy, 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 like, look happy, look happy, look happy. But also the problem is when you keep posting about your relationship and then you don't post it anymore, not everybody's into your business, right? So even for me, like, before breaking up with my ex, I wouldn't post her that much. So people, I still, I still believe people still think we're together mm. because, you know, they're not in my business, right? But uh, you're right. Do you people- care? Like yeah, what? Do you care that people think you're single or uh, or in a relationship? Like- I don't care. Okay. I'm just living my life. You I do just, you. I'm doing me. <laughs> I just don't want people in my business, right? And I feel like um, when we talk about posting your relationship on social media, when you're doing that, you're exposing yourself to other people. People get into your business. People are curious. People will start following or just looking at what your relationship with. And it's like, it's too much, man. People have too much time to waste. To be honest, though, I've never been that concerned. I don't, like, I've never had a real moment where I thought, oh, like, people are going to talk about this or whatever. I, it just doesn't seem like my life is interesting enough in, for people to, like, have discussions about it. Do you know what I mean? You'd be surprised. So I just kind of go about my business. And... You'd be surprised. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not famous. I'm not – I don't have, like, a million or ten million or whatever followers. So my life is very contained, and uh, I don't know that anyone's that interested. So no, but couldn't... even your close friends, your family. Yeah. Right, I guess. If you're constantly posting about your boyfriend, like, yeah. and then you stories, stop. posts every day, whatever, and then you – suddenly stop two three four f- 
five days pass and there's no post, people are going to know that something's up. Exactly, yeah. They're going to know. They're going to know. <laughs> Awkward. But don't you do that sometimes? I find if I'm looking at, I mean, I don't, I've never, I remember when I got married I think I changed my status. You were married? <laughs> I was. <laughs> All right, let's talk about that for a second. No, I think I, I did change my status. To married. Facebook. To married. From single to married? Yes. That's no, I think in a relationship was, no, sorry. to married. I, no, I was with somebody <laughs> who was, From that was very and important. And went to, it's complicated. <laughs> I can't remember it's how I did it. It's complicated to single. <laughs> the, the, life, the life cycle, cycle yeah. <laughs> It's funny that you guys see, uh, somebody just said what happened uh, to keeping your relationship private. You're absolutely right. Whoever texted, right. But a a lot of times there is pressure because you do go through these life milestones and they are kind of documented on social media. But I remember my ex-husband, it was important to him. Like when we got engaged, she's like, so did you change your status? (laughs) Like, no, but okay. It's just like keeping people informed, which is fine too. Right. If you look at your about section on Facebook, it literally asks for everything up mm-hmm. to your phone number. Yeah. So true. It depends what you want to share and what you're comfortable with. Um, does it ever get too much where you want to tell your friend you're concerned? Like, is there ever like warning signs that something is off about like their posting or yeah. their activity? I've n- your friends there. You said that they look so happy. I think I'd be like, yo, guys, like. Well, cool it down a little bit. (laughs) Like I had a close friend of mine at one point put way too much stock, in my opinion, put way too much stock into how many likes she was getting on Instagram. And that was also like a reflection of her not actually really being happy at that time. Mm. Yeah, just wanting the likes. And and the more she became like happy with herself and her life was going in a good direction, the less she ended up caring. Mm. And her posts became fewer and far between because she was happy she didn't need that validation there you go and shauna gets the last word on that that is it for us you guys thank you so much for joining me steve where can people connect with you you know my number is no i'm joking joking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not again not again i did it once uh steve daniel.ca or i am steve daniel on all social media wonderful amanda how can people connect with you instagram amanda underscore vincelli wonderful thank you for being here thank you i hope your first occasion I on it. wonderful yeah. and shauna where can people connect with you um people can find my web series mistakes were made at mistakes were made.tv or connect with me on instagram at shanna r Saleh or mwm series wonderful and if anyone wants to find out about the film that you just worked on what was yeah. it called again it's called midway just google it you'll find all the stars and the storyline it's coming out probably in 2020 i believe wonderful thank you so much thank for you. joining us that's it for us everyone i want to thank you all for tuning in for texting in and for being part of this program thank you to brian Callisar for getting this show to air I'm being quiet so you can listen to the lovely voice of Chinzy. You should check her music out. You've been listening to Passion. You can stay in touch with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Paris Mansory. I want to thank Dr. Lori Batito for allowing me to keep her chair warm. She's going to be back with you guys on Wednesday night. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a great rest of the evening. And remember to fill your life with passion.